comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. Do you guys know how to work this TV? I tried the button, but it doesn't go. Episode 327. Catherine revved up the microwave, I'd piss my pants and forget who I was for a half hour or so. It's 30 minutes away. I'll be there in 10. Is this a five-minute argument or a full half hour? You have 30 minutes to move your car. Your car. You have 30 minutes to move your cube. Your cube. You are listening to A Half Hour Wasted. Tonight's episode, Henry Cavill's Excess Facial Hair. So that's why there was only one set of footprints in the sand. I love that story. Yeah. Uh, it's true, too. It's too late now, buddy. We just started oh, recording say. again. Come on. We started recording again. I You'll can't. have to wait until we're done recording again. There, which, which one should we read? Uh, I will look Doomsday. at it. I will look at it for you. So Sage uh, had a comic book printed of his own creation called Robot by his teacher, Miss Gordon, kindergarten. Okay, robot attack. Okay, what's going on here? Do we, I may have to do this right now. Oh, that's the front? Oh, okay. Help, help. No, chain chopper? And then this guy, it looks like he's shooting lightning. Oh, you're safe. Thank you. And these look like buildings, right? So he saved her. That's a song. Uh, yeah, what does this say? You're in jail. And there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight robots, and they're all going, no. The end. Yes. Or is it? Very good. Isn't that neat? See, that's a good job. So let me see Doomsday. Doomsday. Doomsday is a short story. Okay. Is this the cover? Okay, Doomsday has a guy. Looks like he's a superhero standing on top of a building. That's Superman. Superman. Okay, so I'll oh, save you. It's a man of steel. <laughs> okay, Brad and Frank. So we can't call him Superman. Yeah. We gotta call him Man of Steel. But for copyright reasons and Sage's comic book, he did write Superman, my arch enemy. Help my Doomsday. Help my Doomsday. Help me Doomsday. Wait, what does it say? Help! My Doomsday! Made by Sage McDonald. Doomsday was a... Alien? Alien, and he was really strong. Uh Uh, You're in jail! (laughs) Hey, Bill. And then a robot going, no! No, no, that's Doomsday. Look at Frank's Frank's facial hair. Notice anything different about it? Did you just notice it? Yeah, but I've seen your facial hair before, uh-huh. but I'm only now noticing the gray. Oh, that. Oh, yeah. That. When did that Man start? Beard. Probably about two years ago, I think it really started coming out. I, I really don't remember seeing gray in your facial hair, although you are pretty clean shaven all the time. Yeah. Uh, and if you notice, I don't have a lot uh, on it's the Because you wash it out, top. don't I you? Wash a little uh, wash that gray greasy right out of formula. Your hair. Yeah, Grecian formula. Um, but no, yeah, I got all this gray in my beard. I, I have a little goat going. I don't remember seeing the gray though. It's too. There's too many to to pull out now. I yeah. was tempted to do the. Uh, well, look at mine and Bill's. Yeah. You're being too modest. What you've got is Mirror Universe Spock going right now. <laughs> you know what? And Bill, in all honesty, because I've been in such a bad mood lately, I thought I'm going to do a goatee because that's kind of how I feel. So this cool. is Mirror Universe Frank. Nice. It's pronounced Frank. It's, it explains why. Uh, <coughs> explains why Frank didn't show up swinging too, because usually he shows up and just. So last week we just, saw. It's just a punch fest. We saw Man of Steel punching oh, in faces. Oh yeah. 
actually it don't remind as me. far as the listeners concerned. Right. But in reality, we're recording this before that. So, so Frank had an idea. Yeah. Let's give our thoughts about a movie we have not yet seen, but yet as far I, as the listeners are I concerned, thought, have seen. I thought we were gonna go forward in Stewie's time machine. We're this gonna give we're gonna give reviews of a movie we haven't seen. This was the best movie I've seen all week. Really? Yeah. All right. So, Brad, tell us what you liked, what you didn't like, and reverse flashes. I liked the acting. <laughs> you have to hold. You have yeah, to hold reverse you. flash when you do your movie reviews from now on. I don't think we've actually ever said what this is. We've never mm-hmm. actually said it's a vinyl. Four inch tall vinyl figure with a big head. That's a reverse flash. Oh, okay. I don't think we actually. Was that, is it still a mighty mug? What is that? No, it was one of those bobblehead things. But it is in the vein of a of a mighty yeah. mug. Um, it's a funk pop, Funko Pop or whatever that is. It's a brand. I would love to say that meant. Something um, I like to me. the acting. I like the special effects. Good. Every single moment of this movie was epic. <laughs> Not a scene went by when I didn't think to myself, "That was epic." Um, lots of slow motion. Love, <laughs> love the slow motion. Say what you will about about Zach, but I love the slow motion stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually felt like I was Superman on occasion. Wow! I actually felt like I was doing the punching and the flying. I can't remember. Did we see it in three D or did we not see it in three D? I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. We saw it in 4D. That's where it's 3D, but you don't even know. That's you're why we're talking it. about it now when we haven't seen it, because we saw it in 4D. I, I, I saw it. I don't know about you guys. Uh, how many reverse flashes would you give it? Five. Wow. Five reverse flashes. Okay. We Best a... Superman movie ever. Okay. Would you like to go on record with your uh, your theory about Superman movies up to this point? I already have in this show several times. Yeah. Okay. I have not yet in my entire life, with the exception of Man of Steel, obviously, <laughs> yeah. seen a good Superman movie. Christopher <sighs> Reeve, while he did an admirable job, and... Okay, I'll get to him later. Christopher Reeve just, to me, wasn't super enough. Okay. He was better than all of us, physically... Powers wise, he could do things we couldn't. Yeah, I I don't have the eye beams yet, which really. But I just felt like I could insult him, okay, and depress him just by talking down to him. But with Henry Cavill, nothing you can say will shake that granite stone face, man. (laughs) Okay, face man. Christopher Reeve was okay. Yeah, he wasn't super. Okay. Okay. I've not seen a good Superman movie yet, with the exception of this last one. But you were down with Henry Cavill and Man of Steel. Yeah, fantastic. Um, I'll go next. Uh, I'm going to give it three and a half reverse flashes because I did not like the origin part of it. Kind of bored me. Uh, I thought Kevin Costner did a very good job. Lois Lane, totally wrong. First of all, Lois Lane is a brunette. They got that wrong. And Perry White is white, ergo his last name. He's not black. He's white. So that gets points taken off of it. It was a good movie. I think it needed more special effects. Three and a half reverse flashes. I was going to pipe up that I decided to distance while you're being racist. (laughs) Um, why why are we passing this around? It's like, do I have to? T- yeah, you have like, to. That's the new thing. You is, have. To. Is this like the Antlers and the Biggles uh, episode? Yeah, you have to okay. hold on to the to the reverse flash action so figure. So while the Antlers are on, you're not dictating then, right? Okay. Um. Well, I'd like to start out by saying, Frank. Yes. Brad. Yes. You ignorant sluts. <laughs> Um, there was nothing worthwhile about this movie. I've not been this disappointed about a major motion picture. Um, 
uh, probably since Friday After Next came out. Um, <laughs> I mean, we're talking, you know, epic summer tentpole blockbuster, obviously. You know, uh, I would put uh, this movie in between um, the first Punisher movie and Daredevil <laughs> and just behind Catwoman. Ah. Yeah. Um, Henry Cavill was so unkempt. How unkempt was he? He was so unkempt that I could smell his body odor from two thirds the way back in the theater. Whoa. It was disgusting. So wait, his facial that's hair super that you could smell it. His facial hair made me want to go shave right then and there. I was embarrassed. I was embarrassed for for every Kryptonian that's out there. If you are out there and you are a Kryptonian, you need to contact Henry Cavill and tell him to. A little bit of self-respect would be nice. He clearly didn't care about himself, or he would have he would have smelled better. Um, Kevin Costner's accent was ridiculous. I, his American accent. He's, yeah. he's so yeah, right. Uh, no, he's clearly uh, he's clearly from Europe because we you heard his accent in Robin Hood: Men of Thieves. Prince of Thieves. Prince of Thieves. I mean his yeah his his accent in this movie was it, it it took me out of the movie not to mention the fact he was telling uh uh superman to go like uh you know kill children and and small farm animals yes. you know to like oh well maybe they need to just die and i was like oh, come on dude i i want my superman to have a little bit more regard for human life which is ironic because he's not human yet there i am I, maybe i'm just being unselfish um, how, how many okay, the, flashes the, would you give it? The action. There's one point in the movie I thought was really cool, and that's when um, he and General Saad fist bumped up up there in the air. Yeah. That was a cool <laughs> moment. Um, and then they went, you know, it was like it was like the fist bump kind of thing, you know. And shake and you know, bake. kind of neat. yeah, it was shake and bake, yeah. And I couldn't figure out which one was shake and which one was bake. I don't think it mattered. Yeah. Um, all in all, um, I, I give I give the movie minus four and a half flashes. Wow, that has never been done. Yeah. Um, now wait a minute. If they're minus reverse flashes, then that means you gave them four flashes, which is not good. You don't want that. So you need to give him minus Look, four flashes. Yeah. Okay. We'll tell you what. I could invent a new rating system if you like. Um, no, then that would make it four reverse flashes. On a scale a of... Rating. No, uh, no, no. Because if you do four uh -huh. reverse... Four, negative four reverse flashes... Yeah. Okay, this then scale... It's positive four. So okay, if yeah. you go four negative flashes, then you're minus four. Okay. If, if, you, if the movie is actually worse than you never having seen it at all, if, if it literally was a movie that has stolen an hour and a half of your life that you will never get back. And in fact, it was worse for you to see that movie than to do yard work during that same time period. Then we're going to go on the Jamie Kennedy scale. So you can get one to four Jamie Kennedys. Um, one Jamie Kennedy being the Jamie Kennedy experiment, which is actually not that bad. And uh, four Jamie Kennedys uh, being uh, Malibu's Most Wanted. I would, I which would, is the only movie I've ever seen I have put below Man of Steel. I would request that uh, you yes. use a reference that is not as dated as Jamie Kennedy. Something that is, is that the whole point. <laughs> something that someone would recognize. But I like my Jamie Kennedy scale. <sighs> I think it's relevant. It's what the kids like these days, <sighs> isn't it? You know, I can't even. I don't even know what Jamie Kennedy looks like anymore. Is he still alive? Yes, he's still alive somehow. Um, well, okay, give me a suggestion. Who who would you like me to go with? I want I want you to go with flashes. You Four mean negative reverse? flashes? Oh, oh. Well, you could have just said that the first time. <laughs> um, that's why I won the Star Wars contest. Okay, that's why I won because I listen. It'll be interesting to. I don't play by the rules. Okay. I don't need your you rules. Lose. It'll be interesting to, to see if these reviews are accurate or not. So, negative four flashes, 
Three right. and a half reverse flashes. That's red flashes. Five, five flashes. Five reverse flashes. Five reverse flashes. Yeah. Okay. Can't wait. You had a cool list that you wanted to go over. Yes. Sounds very intriguing. Thank you. I appreciate <laughs> that. Um, in the... Uh, In the superhero movie genre, it's maybe one of my favorite genres. Um, there's very little that's wrong with uh, with the superhero movie genre, except, of course, for the Man of Steel and the, the second Ghost Rider movie and Daredevil. Did I Cat mention Electra Woman. yet? Catwoman? Yeah. Okay. Um, Batman Returns. All right. We'll Superman get it. Returns. Superman for the Go. Best for peace. Um, okay, well, this is the uh, um, we we've already determined who the most irritating uh, podcaster is, and uh, so in that vein, this is the ten most irritating characters in comic book movie history. Uh, I tried to give this list to Frank or Brad. They both said no. For some reason, they thought I was a natural to do this. So now, I, where I where, I'll, I'll where are you one. getting this list? Hmm? Uh, I'm getting this list from um, it's a, uh, a website called What Culture exclamation point is whatculture.com. Um, so you know this is probably not the uh, the ultimate list, but uh, um, okay. So it says here, um, comic book movies are by their nature a tough genre to work with, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, while the writer here says, I don't claim for a minute this is uh, the end-all, be-all of annoying characters. I'll say each character on this list rubbed fans myself the wrong way at some point. Okay. So, number 10 is, do, would, you guys like, would you guys like to place any bets or guesses? You want me to just kind of get oh, into this? And, and if we get closer and you feel that there is a character which is going to show up on the list, please feel free what to is, pipe in. Tell me what this list is again. It's the 10 most annoying characters in comic book movie history. I think that'd be almost impossible to guess because there's so many annoying ones. Okay, uh, I, I think we just kind of take one guess but we don't harp on it. Okay. So my guess for number 10 is going to be John Cryer from Superman 4. Ooh, Which is Lex a, Luthor's nephew. That's a great guess. I'm going to say Richard Pryor. That's a great question. Okay. Uh, number 10 is actually Abigail Whistler from Blade Trinity. It's played by Jessica Biel. Yeah. Uh, it says here, and I won't read the whole thing um, because you know me, I love brevity. Um, now, it says here uh, uh, she was clearly a throw in character to the third Blade uh, movie, Blade Trinity, since uh, her, character, her character was never even hinted at in the two movies that preceded this one right which is odd because this is supposed to be the daughter of blades mentor you know so anyway um what he says here is that uh what really worked against her was her bad habit of playing her ipod while killing vampires and while you're already stretching the believability and likability of a character in a movie that is already asking you to suspend some levels of believability yada 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 um, it's a bad idea to do something with a character that's downright implausible. Uh, I, how could she hear the vampires behind her? Yes, she actually does hear a vampire over her blaring music at one point. Um, uh, and this, I don't, I'm not sure I get this at all. Um, what was the movie she was in that had, that was like the helicopter people that had her and Marlon Wayans and they were in like the attack helicopters. They're like stealth. They're army. Yeah. Stealth. I watched the first five minutes of that movie once and went, eh, I'm gone. I'm out. Um, so the only reason I know that is because Incubus has a song from that soundtrack. Oh, very good. What song? I'm going to be move. stealth okay, cool. tonight. Other, make a move. It says, the other aspect that became annoying about Abigail was Jessica Beale herself. This is where I kind of go, huh? She's a good actress, uh, blah, blah. She does not come across well in action movies. Her believability is a tough woman hero is just not there. She really comes across as eye candy, which is a performance. Um, I'm just going to let... No, no, no. Let it, let it roll. I'm just going to lay off the next three and a half minutes. We'll do this. It's a good tune. A good tune? It's That's okay. a great... It's a great tune, sir. Okay. Um, 
Uh, any issue with that? We've got uh, nine more characters to go. By let's now. go to number nine. Yeah. Number nine? Uh, Agent Tom Sawyer from the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Oh, I never saw that Played movie. by Shane West. I've got it on Blu-ray. Um, not, it's, Why? It's decent. Because I found it for like, I don't know, was it five bucks or seven fifty or something? I and, and thought it's, that movie was fun. It, it's... Is that it's, Sean Connery? It is a, yeah. Yes. And it's an amusing movie. It's not a good movie. Yeah. Good man, That's Sage. You. Sage goes, this is my third piece. Yes. He held up four fingers. <laughs> yeah. He needs to go back to school. You're the gentleman now, dog. <laughs> There's something interesting about Agent Tom Sawyer. I hope you, I hope they get to it in this. Um, it says here, uh, it starts out by saying, it's easy to miss that Agent Sawyer was, in fact, Tom Sawyer, as he only mentions his first name once in a quick scene. Um, so, um, the fact that it was indeed Mark Twain's beloved character, uh, as, is a grown up, um, makes the list simply because his inclusion in L O E G is unnecessary and pointless. He's nowhere in the original comic. Nice. And it was completely, he was an extraordinary gentleman though. Yeah. Well, and, um, it's creative liberties license, creative license. Well, it's, okay. all, it's I, all good. I, it's all good. Actually, I heard the reason why they put him in that movie mm-hmm. was to have some American feel. Yeah, that's they what, needed an American character. That's what it says here. The argument stands that some think the movie needed an American character, and Tom got the role. Uh, I tend not to agree with the American statement, and uh, um, in this writer's opinion, the scenes of Tom were actually kind of boring. Um, now, my understanding is the the Twain Estate still owns the rights to that character. So he is never called Tom Sawyer for that reason. Oh, okay. He is just referred to. He is referred to and inferred to as Tom Sawyer. But that not, was my understanding. But he's not credited as Tom Sawyer. Well, let's find out. I'll find out. Uh, it says here. Um, um, I think uh, Quartermain, played by Sean Connery, said it best in relation to Tom shooting: "Shoot like an American, fire off a bunch of bullets, and hope one of them hits the target." That's exactly what Tom's character felt like in this film. I don't agree with this, by the way. One pink um, only, please. However, none of his character from the Mark Twain novel was present. Um, and uh, with a movie featuring so many characters, it seems pointless to include another one just for the sake of Americanizing it. Uh, Quartermain had shooting ability and could have carried the film on his own. Um, now, it's the, the last sentence here. Sora is brash, arrogant, cocky, and pretty much all things that make Americans look bad. But maybe that was the point. Now he is he is credited as Tom Sawyer. Okay. So I'm trying to find like like something that verifies about that. Uh, but continue. Okay. Number eight. Number eight. Any guesses? No. Okay. Uh, it is in fact uh, Johnny Blaze, Ghost Rider from uh, Ghost Rider: Spirit of Vengeance. I never saw the. F- Second one. I've never seen either one of them. I liked the first one. I'll be quite honest. I uh, liked it. I thought you, it was very fun. You've got some company. The article starts, I am one of the few people I know that was happy with the first Ghost Rider film. Not perfect. Not bad either. Um, however, uh, Nick Cage's second stab at the character Johnny Blaze proved you're not happy with the first try. You can make it worse. Um, what made Cage's second run uh, so annoying was the fact that he seemed randomly to go nuts. I think the intention was to invoke a creep factor into the film and make moviegoers wonder if he might come unglued any moment. Instead, the Jesus guy might snap moments turn into not this again moments. Nothing seemed to fit with his fits of psychosis, and there was never a real satisfactory resolution to the idea. Um, now, Cage is a huge comic fan, and uh, the reviewer wonders if it's hard to believe he would let his uh, performance uh, turn out this way. I mean, for the love of Pete, he named himself after Luke Cage. We all know that, right? Of course, you re- you know everybody knows that, that Nick Cage's real last right. name is Coppola. Yes, yes. And he chose the name Cage after Power Man. Right. Baby. Sweet Christmas. Um, that was the only ghost song I had, yeah. by the way. Oh, okay. Oh, now I get it. Um, all right, so uh, enough said there. Uh, number seven. And I can't, I don't know why this isn't like, this should be top three. Um, it's the first uh, female entrant on the list. And if you guess that it is, in fact, uh, Halle Berry um, getting this uh, for Catwoman, you are correct. Um, it says here, I'm not even sure where to begin. 
Some say Catwoman was the worst comic book based movie ever. It's hard to argue that. Um, and the question is, is that Halle Berry's fault? Um, well, since she was the character. Um, I will defend that movie in that it is not a terrible movie. It is just really? not a good movie. I've never, I've never been able to stomach it. It, it, is, it is a movie that just, the interest isn't there. You kind of wish the acting had been bad or over the top so you could laugh at it a right. little bit. But it's so just flat and uninspiring that it's just... What just I didn't understand care. was you have, you have so many iterations of Catwoman and none of them are like this. Bless you. None of them are like this. This is the this is uh, DC trying to do a new Star Trek version of Catwoman. Okay. They were rebooting Catwoman. This is the Mirror Universe Catwoman. Yes, um, but I mean, you've got, I mean, you got Julie Newmar and Eartha Kitt, and uh, who else? Uh, um, um, Michelle Pfeiffer, obviously. Um, Anne Hathaway. Anne Hathaway, obviously. Um, was it just Newmar and Kitt that did it in the uh, the Batman TV I thought there series? Were three. I think so too. Um, oh well. Um, so basically, um, they instead of uh, killing Halle Berry for this, they they blame the movie for it, which is proper. Um, now I thought that Halle Berry was was she just the star of that, or was she like a producer or something? I'm trying to remember if she out. had more to do with that movie than just simply acting in it and and otherwise being innocent of uh, the the horror the horror of that movie. Came out in 2004. Yes. Uh, let's see. Do, do, do. Just looking, Halle Berry. This is what my theater sounded like when they were watching it. Okay, that doesn't sound angry, but that's what it's <laughs> called. It's called Angry Crowd. Wow, the budget was $100 million. Jeez. Good Evans. <laughs> that's good. That's good, Kitty. Hey, did everybody see my I, uh, my, I, my my recent Facebook post? Uh, yeah. Actually, it's like two and a half weeks ago now. But uh, it was how to create a cat utopia, and uh, Brad uh, Brad was Brad was very happy that I put that out. Yeah. <laughs> what's that? What's number six? Number six. It looks like she's just an actress. Okay, this one. I love love loved the comic when I was a kid. Even though it, was, it may have been over my head thematically, I'm not sure. Uh, but I loved it. And uh, when the movie came out, I thought to myself, this will never work. Um, and I've never seen the movie. So uh, mainly because I've heard it was even worse than you could possibly imagine. Um, much like the ending of uh, Star Wars Episode Three. Um, number six on the list is uh, Howard the Duck. From the movie... Of the title, Howard the Duck. And George Lucas produced it? Okay. Yes. It, the, art of the review starts out, When George Lucas produced Howard the Duck, he was still the golden boy of Hollywood. Star Wars wrapped up. Indiana Jones was still popular, and American Graffiti was still a much-heralded movie. After Howard the Duck, however, George went into hiding for nearly 20 years. Um this is a movie that you watch and you wonder of all the Marvel characters they could have done at that time, why Howard? Um, and of course, we all know that, that Howard the Duck has always had kind of a cult following. Uh, more so back then. The, the comic book was still fresh enough in people's minds. Um, but uh, according to this guy, the movie's major problem is it took all the things that made Howard appealing, tossed them out the window and replaced them with loud screams that grated the soul. Well, Howard the Duck really wasn't a, a kid's character. No, he wasn't. He was he he smoked cigars but and no he adults was, are going to go see that movie and not take their children. Um well, I mean when this here here's the difference. When this movie came out, I agree with you. Today, I don't agree with you. If they if they tried to make a Howard the Duck movie now with a CG character, my my biggest problem with one of the reasons why I've never watched that movie is because the character didn't look like Howard the Duck. Looked like Howard the Muppet. It, well, he did. It looked like a bad puppet, which it was. It was it was a bad puppet. Uh, I mean, well, uh, excuse me. It was a bad mask. Um, I'm trying to remember if uh, 
I'm trying to remember if there was a, a wee person uh, inside a costume or if it was uh, animatronic, and I honestly don't uh, know, uh, mainly because I've never seen the movie. Um, but I know that it looked nothing like how Howard the Duck is acerbic. Howard the Duck smokes cigars. Howard the Duck has a girlfriend named Beverly. Howard the Duck gets mixed up uh, with Man-Thing and uh, Joachim the, uh, the Enchanter and uh, the, very, uh, the very lovely uh, Jennifer Gale. I'm doing all this by memory, so don't sue me if I'm, if I'm wrong. Um, but, uh, but yeah, Howard the Duck, um, he had some amazing adventures. And uh, if you're a big fan of the Marvel Essentials line, uh, I cannot recommend highly enough the Howard the Duck Essentials. I've got a copy of it if any of you guys wants to borrow it. I actually wouldn't mind borrowing it, taking it. It's fantastic. It. Okay. Um, and I think that's the main thing. Uh, the problem with this movie that I've never seen, much like Man of Steel, is the incredible amount of disappointment I knew that I was going to have if I ever watched it. There is no way this movie could do the comic book justice. What happens when you watch Man of Steel next week and you love it? I won't. I didn't. <laughs> you well, don't, you can't catch me in these kind of verbal <laughs> gymnastics. What happens if you do, though? I, well, is this, your brain going to explode? No, this will clearly have been an alternate universe me. <laughs> okay. You know, I did see Howard the Duck in the theater. Really? Yeah. And wow. um, let's see, 86. Uh, I seem to remember, think he was funny, you know, it's 86. Leah Thompson was in it, which at the time, she yeah. was very hot. Um, I did go with a friend who was a very big Howard the Duck comic book reader, and he was excited about the movie. Um, and he was very disappointed walking out of it, and I can remember him citing a few things about, like, well, they didn't get this right, and they didn't get that right. And... Um, and and so from a comic book standpoint, he was disappointed. I had never read it, so I didn't I didn't have anything to to base it on. But I remember having fun with it. Years later, when it came out on VHS, I decided to rewatch it on a lark, and uh, it's just a poor movie. It's just it, it's absurd and not well made. Yes, and timing. That was another well, thing I remember. There's supposed to be these jokes in it where you hit a joke and yeah. But a big laugh. Timing was way off on it. Wow. And the uh, I think the director is French. No, uh-huh. he's not. Uh, no, he's not. Never mind. Um, my favorite passage from this review is uh, the most annoying thing about Howard in the movie is how he went from a duck with an attitude to a duck with a bunch of lame things going on around him. Go to the scene in the restaurant where everyone figures out he is not a kid in the costume. Their reaction? Let's cook him. No one even bats an eye at the fact the three foot Doug is talking. Um, yeah, that's what I mean by timing. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you know, it's just uh, it's it's a dang shame. Okay. Um, sorry, Howard. I would love to see them try to remake it. Um, okay, now we're getting to the meat of it. Uh, I guess we don't need to spend uh, so much time on each of these characters, but this one uh, may make you guys do. It. You're, you're sitting down, right? Okay, you don't have anything in your mouth? No spit takes here? This is number five. Number five, Herman Ferguson. Don't know who that is. Does that ring the bell? No. Okay, Uh, how about uh, Rob Schneider from Judge Dredd? Oh, yeah. The original Sly Stallone Judge Dredd. Never saw it. Not the, uh, the, I I tried to watch the Dredd movie with the great Carl Urban. It's fantastic. I got halfway through and fell asleep. Uh, It is so good. Um, I heard it was uh, basically a clone of the the movie uh, where the army guys or the special force whatever were trying to get up into that building. It's like the exact same. That two I movies came All out. All I know is that I the enjoyed plot. the heck out of that movie. Interesting. But, uh, the first one I was St- Stallone, Stallone. I did not. See I was it. basically enjoying it, and just I wasn't enjoying it enough to actually wasn't remain Robert, conscious during it. Uh, Rob Schneider wasn't he comic relief in Judge? Yeah, exactly. I did right. see that in the theater too. Okay, and it's uh, it. Even at the time, I just knew, oh, yeah, and, and this is when you go to movies just to kill a, a weekend or something like that, you know, it just just to go do something. And I just remember being so bored with that movie. Mm. I, I again, I, I've always enjoyed the concept of Judge Dredd. I've never had the comics. I've never done any of this. Okay, number four is something that I do not agree with. 
this is where I think this guy is uh, is is messed up in the brain pan. Uh, number four is Paul Rubens. Oh, one, the no, farter, the spleen, the <laughs> spleen from Mystery Men, and uh, uh, Liz Steiner on the off chance you're listening. It's the spleen. That's I saw that movie the, once the, a long time yeah, ago. One more time. That movie is that's the that's the best X Men movie ever made. <laughs> that Mystery Men, go back. Okay, I put Mystery Men in that that category with uh, with Land of the Lost. It's underrated. Oh, yeah. You watched it the first time. You didn't realize how good it was, okay. and you put it mentally back on the bookshelf. Never, you know, only to be uh, uh, brought out and spat up upon your divorce. Is it? Uh, <laughs> is it on Netflix? <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I've got it on DVD. Right I've got it on DVD flicks in my um, in my cabinet, and uh, that's one of those that I bought many many years ago. I would, if I had a Blu-ray copy of it, I would cherish it. And uh, I don't know if it's on Netflix, but I kind of doubt it. Um, okay, so the reviewer here says I will be the first to admit this one might be unfair. You think the spleen was supposed to be annoying, which is very clear from the moment he shows up, Mystery Men. Um. It is. You can net, you can stream it instantly on oh, Netflix. Really? Yeah, you need to do it. It's, oh, it's worth very watching. Good. It, it really is. Yeah, I'll watch it again, I mean, especially since I can Look at the cast. Greg, Scott, Kinnear, Greg Kinnear, Jeffrey Rush, uh, Ben Stiller, Janine Garofalo. Hank Azaria. Hank William Azaria. Yeah, Billy Macy. Um, yeah. Uh, Eddie Izzard. Yes. Oh, the Disco Boys. Marty Lange, Tom Waits. I, yeah. love, I love the Disco Boys. A black guy. Oh yeah, the uh, the black guy has the best superpower yeah. at all. Don't forget, Wes Lundy is the Sphinx. The 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 black guy West he Studi. can he can become invisible, yeah, but only if nobody is right, watching. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll, uh, I'll put that in my uh, at the top. Excellent of my queue. Um, not to mention, of course, Paul Rubens. Uh, this this movie was clearly. Clearly ahead of its time. This is one of those, this came out what in the late nineties, I think, and we just weren't there yet. I mean, I, you may have had the X ninety nine. So you had the X Men movie was out, and I'm trying to think of what else. Um, you know, you we could, were still seven years away from that Superman movie. Yeah, I mean, you can almost cite, and I'm being serious here, that uh, a, a, a superhero movie ensemble cast. It, this is proof that an ensemble cast would work, which led us to the Avengers. I mean, I, because it, it, if you think about it, mi- Mystery Men, we have three core characters in this movie the yes. Shoveler, the Blue Rajah, and, and Mr. Furious. And Mr. Furious. And we are introduced to them, we learn their origins, and mm-hmm. we are brought in more, more characters are brought in, we learn to like them. They have their adventure movies over all within 90 minutes. This is why a Justice League movie is possible. Okay. Because this is proof of it that you can establish three characters, have some ancillary characters, boom, you move on, you care about them. It's just yep. you just need the right writer and you just need the right plot. And for those of you who have no idea what Mystery Men is about, it was a comic, I believe, at one point. Um, yes. But I think the, the, the elevator pitch uh, for this movie is basically Great Lakes Avengers. This comedy spoof follows a team of far-from-superheroes as they try to overcome their shortcomings and earn respect. Champion City is kept safe by the brave and dashing Captain Amazing, but when he disappears, the mystery men spring into action. And I don't want to say any more than that, especially to you, because if, you, uh, if you've never watched this movie, anybody who's never watched this movie, um, I don't know, for me... It was one of those where, like Monty Python, like Land of the Lost, like so many good things in life, it gets better with the repeated viewings. I'm not talking sit down and watch it three times in a row, but... Uh, Dr. Heller, we're it, on a mission. We've come for weapons. Shouldn't we see a diploma or something first? Oh, you came to the right place, baby. Tom Waits. Step into my office. By the way, Tom Waits does the voice of Tommy the Cat on the track. Tommy the Cat on Primus. Really? He actually does the, the voice of when Tommy the Cat's telling his story. Yeah. That's Tom Waits. I had no idea. Yeah. 
Yeah, I remember seeing this. I remember bits and pieces. I, I definitely okay. will will watch this again. Very but it's soon. I Jeffrey Rush, uh, Greg Kinnear, and Jeffrey Rush. Uh, Greg Kinnear is is the hero of Champion City. You know who really is. And underrated? It's funny because he's he's completely. It's like a it's like a European soccer player. He's got he's got logos all over. Uh-huh. Him. In yeah, fact, Pepsi Lu- and and Conoco and you know. He he's a booster gold analog. Yeah, yeah, totally. yeah. That's it, that's very good. Greg Kinnear really isn't a very underrated comedic actor. Oh yeah, very and, funny. And he um, he does. He, I could say he does a great job in this movie, but I think all the characters do a great job in this movie. Um, oh, you also uh, uh, the um, uh, the cherry on top of the uh, the cake is that the. Uh, um, uh, oh my gosh! Uh, what's her the uh, the femme fatale in the movie? Um, she's doing the uh, those those weird Jameson whiskey commercials right now. Um, oh, Bill. Um, okay, fine. I'm gonna have to go look it up. Uh, usually, I have her name right on the tip of my tongue. Um, she was also in Meet Joe Black. Uh, no, no, Lena Olin is. Uh, um, not her. It's come on, brother. It's Claire Forlani. That's it. And Claire Forlani, she's quite attractive in this movie. So who's next on the very list? Very happy to have her there. Oh, also, uh, you also got Louise Laster. She's also in this movie. Um, it's a, uh, it's a very good. Uh, okay. All right. So uh, thank you for letting us talk about Mystery Men for uh, a few minutes there. That was uh, pretty cool. Number three, and I've never seen this movie. I have no idea. I'm having to take this at its word. Is uh, Ernie Reyes Jr., who of course plays Prince Tarn from Red Sonia. Um, I never saw it either. Yeah, it says here Red Sonia had just a ton of flaws. Uh, the reality is she's a tough character to translate uh, in any medium outside of comics um, or Pulp Fiction. Um, but in this, uh, in many ways, this movie was brought to a crashing halt due to Prince Tam played by Ernie Reyes Jr. Um, in fairness, his character is a spoiled prince uh, who gets everything he wants. Um, now, somehow, Reyes took that character um, from a character who's supposed to be spoiled to someone who is completely unlikable. Um, adding to the frustration was the pitch of Reyes' voice. His voice appeared modulated somehow when you watch the film, but nearly every bit of his dialogue is like nails on a chalkboard, and it's worse when he shouts his battle cries when fighting or practicing. Um, uh, it says here the tone sounds modulated, as I've seen him in other films. And his voice is not near that high, but he did have a high voice. So, granted, he was a child at the time, also. Um, you add in the way he treated his poor servant Falcon, and you cannot help but hate him Falcon! a little. Falcon, Prince Tam literally steps all over the lug, whose only concern is the prince's well-being. Uh, this makes Falcon more likable. Um, but uh, this movie uh, was already bad before Tam marched into it. Um, number two, I, I don't remember Red Sony at all. I couldn't tell you. Was it Tony Katane or somebody? Hopefully it was like a Tony Katane type uh, in that movie. Um, number two is mysterious to me, no pun intended, um, because uh, number two is Cat uh, Dennings. She plays Darcy Lewis in the hit movie Thor. I didn't think she was annoying. I didn't get that. Oh, no. I thought she was cute. I, I didn't. Well, I'm going to put this on Facebook. Smile. This guy says, poor Darcy. She was a fish out of water before Thor arrived and was worse off afterwards. Watching the film, you have to wonder why she's even with Jane Foster. Um, I think that guy just had a bad well, breakfast experience. It makes first, me wonder. First of all, I, I would like to explain that she, at the beginning, be, uh, explains that she needed credit. That's the only reason she was there. With, sure, yeah. So she's not she's yeah. not a scientist. She just needs some type of credit to be there. Right. Secondly, that actress, she was like an indie kind of rock star a little bit. She was in a lot of indie films, from what I understand. And doing this movie, and then two broke girls. A oh, lot that's of people, right. She's a lot one of the broke con- girls, isn't yeah, she? Yeah, a lot of people consider her to sell out a little bit. I, I think that has a lot to do with this. Uh, I mean, she was clearly there to be uh, comic relief, and she uh, most of her lines commented on um, the uh, the on Thor's abs. Um, so good for her, um, but it didn't it didn't get me. Now, okay, okay, quick. Hey, Zoe, turn down a little bit, babe. 
Yeah, I'll turn it all the way down. Thank you. Okay, uh, and we're back. Um, okay, number one, you guys have got to take a stab at number one. Okay? okay, this will not be complete if you don't take it. We're we're at number one, by the way. So you guys done good. You've almost made it through. And this one, this is worth the wait, by the way. Uh, Topher I, Grace from Venom Three, Eddie Brock. Great guess, but no. Very good. Um, I I wish I didn't know who number one was, so I could play the guessing game with you. I, uh, I'm, I'm still I'm still thinking it through. And this one I'm, is going to be so... Th- I think this is going to be extremely... Uh, this is going to be a... This is going to be a slap your forehead. Oh, of course that was it. When I tell you who it was. Hmm, okay. I think there's clearly more than one person who could be in the slot. You know what you could do is you could give us the superhero... Not necessarily a superhero movie, but the superhero, and then we could try to... Well, let, no, let, let's try this. Marvel or DC? I can do that. Um, or Image. It's DC. Okay, we got DC. Uh, I'm going to say Swamp Thing. I'm going to say someone in Swamp Thing. Hey. I'm going to say um, DC. Oh, I'm going to say um, it's either. Hey, both of you. I know what movie it's from. It's got to be from. The movie has to be Batman uh, and Robin. Okay. You're very smart. Ah, very good. So now that means it's either. We've narrowed it down. It's either Mr. Freeze, Poison Ivy, or Robin. It's one of those three. Well, it, it's a sidekick. It could be. Uh, is, it, is it one of those three? Don't forget uh, Bat, uh, Batgirl. Batgirl. Is it one of those three that I said? Yes, it is. Okay. I'm going to go. No, I didn't say Batgirl. Yeah, I'm saying Batgirl. I'm going to go with Mr. Freeze. Frank? Batgirl. Brad? Cheers to you, wow. baby. Awesome. Through nothing but intelligence and pure logic, you sussed out who the most annoying comic book character in the history of film was. Wow. Other than Electra. Um, um, somebody edited all his stuff together. Let me okay. see if I can find it. Oh, amazing. Okay. I'm afraid. That my condition has left me cold to your pleas of mercy. In this universe, there's only one absolute. Everything freezes. You are not sending me to the cooler. What killed the dinosaurs? The ice age! Wow. Can you feel it coming? The icy cold of space. After you're frozen, your icy tomb will plummet back to Gotham. Please, well, stay cool, bird boy. Can you be cold, Batman? You have 11 minutes to thaw the bird. Freezy. I'm feeling hot. Somehow this is even worse than I remembered. What do you say we heat things up? My passion thaws for my bride alone. Talk about your cold shoulder. Frosty! Unless the city bows to my demands, it's winter fiver here in Gotham. I hate when people talk during the movie. All right, everyone. Chill. I'm going to end right there. Wow. Chill. I mean, that was... Going, there's two more minutes of, of one-liners. Yeah, I'm sorry, but that is so bad. It is great. <laughs> um, I, I would. I, I understand where you're coming from, Frank. I wish I could agree with you. That is just—it's painful, painful to watch. This is still, to me, the worst movie in the history of movie making. It's, it's, boy, it's it, at the very least, it gets an honorable mention or dishonorable mention, I guess. The thing that I don't get is that I guess it's just is Schumacher not being reined in by anybody. Because no, no, he was reined in by everybody. That was the problem behind that movie. Uh, we needed to sell toys. This movie needs to be more toyrific. I think was the well, no, the, but the movie. set, the set pieces and the characters were so awful. I mean, George it like Clooney a big toy commercial. Yeah, 
yeah, I, 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 there were too many people involved with this movie for this movie to, to be any good. It, it was a movie by committee. That, uh, um, so many movies are though. I'm, I, I, but, I, I don't. But this is the ultimate example of just, just test market market test focus uh, or uh, test it test it test it. No, we need more of this. No, we need more of that. This is what you get when when you please everybody. This is what you get. My guess is that. It can be much worse than that nowadays. I would, I would agree with you that that maybe in 1996 or whenever this came out, um, that maybe that was the the most test marketed, you know, you know, driven by committee uh, uh, movie uh, possibly ever made, uh, at least something that big budget. Um, but uh, yeah, this movie is awful from beginning to end. Um, Alicia Silverstone doesn't even try. Um, you know the. I think the thing that gets me most about that movie is is George Clooney, really, because in he, costume he looks more like Batman than anybody who's ever worn it. I mean that includes you know Keaton and and Kilmer and Bale, uh, and you know a you know Adam West whatever. Um, he looks exactly like Batman in the costume. He looks great Adam when he takes the costume West. off. He is George Clooney. He's George Clooney. He might as well be fresh off a heist in Vegas. I mean, he's just, he's not acting. He's just being George Clooney. It's wretched. It's awful. And that whole, will you help me? He, he like asks everybody he runs into the movie. It's like, uh, like a mad mag. This movie is like its own mad magazine parody of this movie. As he asks everybody he runs into, will you help me? When has Batman ever said, will you help me? Ever. To anybody. Seriously? Anybody? I'm trying to think. Has Batman ever uttered the line, will you help me? No. He doesn't operate that way. Thank you. I agree. Um, okay, so read, read here, uh, the article says, I could have easily filed this article with all the characters in the Schumacher Batman films. Um, almost every one of them is annoying, including the Dark Knight. Um, um, but uh, but why freeze? Not Riddler, Two Face, or even Robin. Of all the characters in Joel's interpretation of Batman, Freeze probably has the worst and corniest lines. Really, to this day, I cannot use the term "just chill" without groaning at Schwarzenegger's delivery. Uh, of course, you have to add in the fact that Freeze leads that ultra messed up skating sequence. Oh, yuck! And the weird interactions of the freeze and poison ivy. Um, uh, all, all those things he said yeah. is what I think makes this movie just I think the most amazingly bad movie that you have to love. There is a point. So bad. There is clearly a point where a movie can be so poorly done that it's so bad it's good. Yes. I think this movie is worse than that. It This movie is worse than it's so bad it's good. Um. <laughs> Uh, it says here, perhaps the most annoying thing about Freeze or any any aspect uh, about Shoemaker's Batman films is the fact that Shoemaker is is throwing back to the campy aspects of the 60s series. Uh, the, the series worked for its time in the 60s, but Batman had evolved in the comics considerably, and Tim Burton's films had brought that evolution uh, to mainstream audiences. So the step backwards after this progression uh, really hurt uh, both films. And it's a simple reason why Batman and Robin flopped. And, um, and that is uh, the list. Um, I mean, clearly there are probably about 100 other characters that, uh, that we could pick out. I, I'm, I'm interested if any of, uh, if any of you uh, uh, lovely, lovely listeners out there uh, had any characters that you were just punching the, uh, the, you know, punching the dashboard over. You know, how could you not include blank? Um, yeah, send us an email if you got an idea for one. Oh my gosh! I mean, there's got to be a billion ideas. But I, I, I would wholeheartedly agree with Schwarzenegger's Mister Freeze as number one. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty bad. I think the list was. I don't think this list was really well thought out. I mean, it was adequately well thought out. I don't think it was well thought out. But boy, he nailed number one. Now, what about uh, Penguin from? Uh, Batman Returns. 
I mean, I think the character was done well, and it was a reasonable interpretation. Um, it was just so creepy; it was hard to watch. Mm-hmm. I still, to this day, um, i I won't watch uh, I won't watch the second Batman movie. It, it leaves me so cold, and uh, <laughs> it's too bad. No, it leaves me it leaves me cold. Um, but no, just uh, um, the Penguin is just creepy, and you feel bad for him, even though he's uh, a bad guy. And this is this is. I think the second Batman movie is the dark side or the downside of Tim Burton movies is that they are, they almost always have some, some amount of sadness deeply woven into the spirit of the story itself. And, and again, I'm, I'm on record as saying that, you know what, there's, there's enough dumb, stupid, sad things that happen to us in our lives I don't understand why someone thinks it's entertaining uh, to go out and watch something that is intended to make you feel bad. Uh, and and I, there's a difference between watching, you know, The Notebook, which can be cathartic. This is just creepy. Um, kind of almost uh, in a THX 1138 way. You just you don't feel the same about the world around you. And you kind of look crossways at things after uh, experiencing this, and and I I don't like that. Um, you know, Christopher Walken. Uh, I didn't like. Uh, um, a lot of people disagree with me. Vi- would disagree with me violently, probably. But I didn't like Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman. I thought she was a good character, but um, you know the 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 weird uh, prince interlude in the middle of the movie. Prince is awesome. Kiss is a good song. That- but what was it doing in the middle of that movie? It wasn't in any. It was in the first Batman movie. It wasn't in any of the others. Yeah, he had the bat. Well, what's the song the, called? Bat Dance. He did a lot of. He's one of his albums is the Batman album, which is a, an album full of music from the first Batman movie. He didn't do any of of the uh, second movie. I don't believe. If they did, it was Kiss, and that no, was no. He older. did. He did a song, like he did a performance, didn't he? At their celebration, the Christopher Walken paid no, for I celebration. I don't oh. believe so. No, I don't think so. I think you're uh, mistaken. I'm sorry. That was when they pulled the. There, there was just very, a big. There was a big present, and then I could be very wrong, but I'm pretty sure when um, it comes to Prince, I'm not that wrong. Sorry, I'm. Uh, I'm just trying. Yeah. To, <laughs> right. you trying like to, to, I'm just trying to find it. Would you like to listen to that song while you're looking it up? Uh, yeah, I'd love to. Kiss. Um. Oh, this is dumb. Okay. Uh, let's see. What I meant to say. I think your memory's playing tricks on you. It could be. It's been a long time since I've had any desire to see that movie. Long time. Yeah, it was it was off in the first movie. The first movie. I don't remember any musical interlude in the first movie. Uh, I don't think there was. Uh, well, he never performed in the first movie. I think no, the music never, was in there. No, you never saw Prince, but there were several Prince songs in, in the... In fact, I think the museum scene where Joker goes into it and he starts to spray paint all the masterpieces, I think that's a Prince song in that scene. Yeah. But Prince never appeared in the movie. He did make a video. He did have a See, character this, he this created. This right here. I beg you, this, it's this one. Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Lawrence. This is when he's painting all the stuff in the museum and he meets What's-Her-Face there later. Yeah. yeah. And this is the... Uh, here's the... Oh, I got a live one here. <laughs> This is Bat Dance. That's the song. Yeah. And Prince had created that character for just the video, the music video. I forgot what that character was called. I I think he had like Joker paint on his face. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Bill, it's okay. We all make (laughs) mistakes, man. But I know. I'm just trying to figure out what the heck 
What's going on here? It's your brain. This is no. This it's is not, what happens. It's not. It's not my universe. This is your brain. This is your brain on Prince. Maybe alternate. This is your brain on Father. We're almost at an hour, so let's wrap this up. Yeah. I have. It's, a, it's, it's your turn for it's music. My turn right? for a song. Um, so give us the boilerplate. You got it, buddy. Hey, thanks for listening to a half hour wasted. We appreciate you listening, both Matt and Perry, and everyone else out there. I'm stalling to get to the boilerplate. Uh, don't forget to visit our message boards at forumforgeeks.com. Send your questions and comments to halfhourwasted at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at halfhourwasted. Leave us a voicemail 972-798-3830. Brad, what you got? I have an album. I mean, I have a song from the Frank Ocean Grammy Award winning album from last year. He won uh, Best Urban Contemporary Album for Channel Orange was the name of the album. And I'm going to play a song called uh where did it go sweet life and i really dug this album i listened to the heck out of it when it uh well i was really late to the party actually but um <laughs> i i think I've, you guys have heard me um talk about it before um but i'm gonna go ahead and play this song it's called sweet life if you haven't heard frank ocean's channel orange album and you like some uh some r&b i highly recommend uh picking this up so here we go with Sweet Life. The best song wasn't the single, but you weren't either. Living in Ladera Heights, the Black Beverly Hills, domesticated paradise, palm trees and pools. The water's blue, swallow the pill, keeping it surreal. Whatever you like, whatever feels good, whatever takes your mountain high, keeping it surreal, not sugar free, my TV ain't HD, that's too real, grapevine, mango, peaches and lime, sweet life, sweet life, sweet life, sweet life, sweet life. Sweet, 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 sweet life. Sweet life, sweet life, sweet pie. You've had a landscaper and a housekeeper since you were born. The sunshine always kept you warm. So why see the song wasn't single but you couldn't turn your radio down satellite need a receiver can't seem to turn the signal fully off transmitting away you're catching that breeze till you're dead in the grave but you're keeping it so real whatever you like Takes your mountain high. And it's real. Not sugar free. My TV ain't HD. That's too rare. Grapevines, mango, peaches, and lime. A sweet life. A sweet life. A sweet Thank you.